you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. This is what we're bringers of. Good news, hope, joy, all the rest of it. These things and I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word. So what do you think it takes to get God kind of joy? The word. The word. The word. And let me tell you this, like we've been talking about, it's not just enough to have truth. Truth exists, right? Like two plus two can equal four all day long. Until I know it and I apply it, what does it matter? It's a bit of truth that exists somewhere else. I've got to do something with it. I've got to understand. I've got to know it, which means I've got to, I would have had to have been taught it, AKA heard it somewhere, and then I do something with it. Amen? Amen. So you're bouncing your checkbooks like two and two. I got nothing. You're in a bad way. You are in a bad way, right? If you can't put two and two together, you're in a bad way. You gotta know the truth, and that truth will make you free, knowing it. How they hear without a preacher, how they're gonna believe if they haven't heard, right? You just dial this thing back, you start walking it back, and it's line upon line, precept upon precept, we're being taught these things. We gotta come along. All right, I have given them your word. The word of God is the thing that's gonna make the difference in our lives, the thing that we need to hear to become free, to become free people, to become blessed people, to become God-like, joy-filled people. In Matthew 17, 4, then Peter answered and said to Jesus, this is when they're on the mountain, right? Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. So Peter thinks he's really got this thing in the bag, right? He's, we're going to honor everybody. Everyone that showed up today gets a you know a memorial erected for them, right? The tabernacles right here. While he was still speaking, verse 5, I love this. While he was still speaking, the Lord God just cut him off mid-rant, right? Mid-idea. Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Do we have that up on the screen? Look at that exclamation point right there. Do you think that the Lord God, Father God, is interested in us hearing him? Hear him. I love that. I love that. And I think that's, that's necessary for us to really embrace. That God is saying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moses had a job. Elijah had a job. But we're talking about my son. He's the one. He's your answer. Right? There are types and there are shadows and there are forerunners and there's good things happening. But Jesus is the one. Listen to him. One of my favorite songs just came to me from a a vocal band called Acapella. It's called Listen to Him. One of my favorites. And it it was this. Moses and Elijah talking there with Jesus. And it's really, it's old, but it's good. It's good. If I had like seven other voices with me, that would have been even more epic. So just in your mind, you gotta, you know, I'm speaking it out, so just hear that. All right. 
God the Father said, Hear my son, Jesus. And he didn't say it like, Just listen to Jesus. Hear him. God was serious about this. And we need to make sure that we're serious about it. I'm calling it here, Jesus. So what's this relationship with Jesus meant to be? A relationship where you relate to one another. Right? Yes. I can relate. Your daily devotional life. Your daily devotional life. Enjoying time in the Word of God every day. Does anyone do that here? Yes. Anyone read your Bible every day? Yes. Yes. Now you people are fanatics. I love it. At The Rock, we read our Bibles every day. Because we are in love with Jesus. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He has given everything we need for life and godliness in these pages. Any answer you need is going to be found in here. You read the Bible. You spend time in prayer every day asking the Lord, what's up today? I mean, it's simple, right? You don't have to get all flowery and you don't have to be all poetic. Lord, what you got for me today? I'm willing to go there. Where are we going? Isn't that right? Simple. You read your Bible, you pray, and often we journal as well. We journal so we can capture what the Lord is saying. Because who knows that you forget some things sometimes. Yeah? And who knows that that you ignore some things sometimes. Isn't that true? And not quite as many hands, but I got a few few brave souls here. I appreciate that. Sometimes we ignore it. We need to go back and be reminded of that. You know, yeah, he did call me to that. I should have. I should do that. I really should obey the Lord, you know? And so we need that. And it's helpful for us. And if it's written down, you remember it better. Who knows that when you write something down, you remember it better? Yes. Isn't that true? There, I've been interfacing with a guy on the internet. Man, you can find anybody. He made this Bible journaling app with the soap. You know how we do soap, uh, scripture, observation, application, and prayer? He made an app. And I was like, man, this is great. And I can type it in and all that kind of thing. And I, I say, you know what's really helpful to me, I found, is I retain better when I hand write it out. Yeah. I said, I resent this. I don't love it. You know, I, it would be better if my brain worked that when I typed it, I'd remember it really well. Because I type very legibly. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can read it and everything. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, Brian. And... Um, but handwriting, there is something to it. And I know that you know that's true. You write it down and all of a sudden you retain it better. And so that's why in the journaling I said, I wonder if you can, can we do like a, because with the Apple Pencil or whatever, you can write notes on the tablet now and all that kind of thing. We could write it down and then it'll at least be captured there. And so we're, we're interfacing back and forth on these features or whatever. I said, you know what would be even better is if you add to that, and I can go take pictures of my old Bible journal pages and collect them all right here, so I can have everything at my fingertips all the time. You know, because you collect like 10 years of journals, right? You know what I'm saying? If you read your Bible every day and journal, that's a lot of pages, right? It starts adding up. And so, this is, yeah, that's right, 365. And then on a leap year, it gets worse. This is a whole other day, you know? <laughs> and we're in it, right? Get ready. The Lord, He gives more grace. All right, we got an extra day today, uh, this year, to uh, read the Bible, pray, and journal. You know what I like? Pastor Ron down in our Anaheim campus, he has journals, and he, when he gets a word for you, he'll write that word down in his journal. 
And then when you come back because you've forgotten it when he gave it to you, he'll be able to say it again with clarity, specificity. And he's not making it up or trying to recall, you know, because he's got a ton of people to pastor down there, you know? There's lots of people he's responsible for. And so this thing about the, the, the dam and overflowing and all that that he had for us, you know, we can go back and say, what was that? And then, and then you're smart enough now to get out your recorder and just like record and reading it to you or whatever, right? And so this is what we use our journals for because sometimes you need to capture what you've heard. Isn't that right? Capture what you've heard. In 2 Peter 1, 18 and 19, in the King James Version for Carla. Thank you. You got it. 2 Peter 1, 18 says, And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. The same passage that we were just in, right? In Matthew 17, they're on the mountain. Moses and Elijah talking there with Jesus. All right. Right there in Second Peter's coming back to it. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard. We heard the voice when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. I can't, I can't do it without feeling like I'm on the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. You know, like, I, I tried not to, but even it just came out that way. Anyway. Arr. <laughs> this, Peter was not a pirate. Um, he's a fisherman, he's not a pirate. A difference. We also have a more sure word of prophecy. Say more sure word. Is the word. It's very good. And it's necessary. Because a lot of times what we do is we go and like the Lord said, thus saith the Lord. Right? And you know what? We don't always get that right. Okay? If you if it's not in here, we don't always get that right. But we have a more sure word of prophecy. In fact, I'm just going to do this real time. I know this is wonky, but I'm going to go in my text messages. And I'm going to find something. We were having a discussion. And I'm going to edit real time. It goes to show just how clearly we want to invoke God in knowing all his will and how strongly we can characterize that we know maybe maybe we should just hold certain things more loosely because at the end of the day we don't want to we don't want God to be blamed for those sideways remember King David he's like this is not the Lord's fault this is my fault right do you remember that in the scripture and the kid pays the price you know and um we don't want God to be blamed if it goes sideways. Let me look. Hold on. Not everything we believe we've heard is on the notes. There's only one sure word of prophecy. And even that word is about salvation and Jesus. Very specific so-called directives need to be vetted together in a community of faith. Uh, a leadership team. Uh, and and he's, even the almost Lone Ranger Paul submitted himself to the apostles in common unity. Remember, he said, it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. It, it wasn't, thus saith the Lord. Now, it ended up being, thus saith the Lord, it's in the Bible, you know. 
seemed good to us in the Holy Spirit. Um, but like, just like when people come to us and say they're, they're doing this or doing that after they've already made up their mind, you know? It's like, oh, well, okay. Um, the rest of that needs not be said. Okay, but we were processing this together with another trusted minister friend of mine, and it's, it's very powerful to hear this. A lot of times we can, we can go to the Lord and say, well, yeah, he's speaking to me. And I got this, and I got this, and I got this, and that's it. And there's no room for shepherding, or there's no room for pastoring, there's no room for safety in a multitude of counselors, so to speak, you know, that we can weigh this together. I've been so thankful. You know, Laura, can I just put you right out there? Laura has been, uh, thank you. Uh, here I go. What is she going to say? No? Sorry. Um, well, Laura's been so cool because she'll be, she'll hear something and she'll be wrestling with them. She's like, you know what? This is what I'm, I'm feeling like. This is what I'm sensing. This is what I'm getting, you know? And then we have the chance. Jen and I get to talk to her through it and about it. And oftentimes we come to the same conclusion. Sometimes we come to a different conclusion. And then we, but we get to have that whole thing from start to finish together and be a part of her life. Why? Because there's trust there. And because she knows that we desperately care about her and the word and how her life is lived out through the word. Isn't that right? Yes. And so I appreciate that so much. You're, you're a, a shining example of what we are building here. We're building a culture that the known love that exists among us and the unity and the commitment to the uncompromised word of God is lived out in every individual life because we're together. Jesus said, I'm praying for all of them that they may be one just as you and I are one. We want unity. And that's what the Lord commands the blessing is the unity, where there's unity. So this more sure word of prophecy and in Hebrews 4.13 it says, There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked, naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So God is seeing it all. He knows it all and he's speaking. He's constantly speaking. Proverbs 4.20, we've talked about this before. My son, give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. You know, sometimes you can ask someone a question and then proceed to not listen to their answer? Tell me I'm not the only one. Right? And then proceed to not hear it? You know what I'm going to do just for the sake of the recording? I'm going to move this. I'm going to move this back because it's flashing at me. Alright? And the live stream people, hey, we love you. I'm just going to, if you get back online, we're going to, that's going to be your, now you don't have to take it away. It's over. <laughs> Forget it. Alright. See, that's why I had asked. Alright, um, my, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Remember we talked about incline, you're like, just tilt, get in the right posture. Ah, there it is. Now I'm tuned in. Remember like the rabbit ears on the TV? Yeah. Joe's like, I don't remember that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> old. Old. I'm finding out every day how old I am. Right? Like, rabbit ears on the TV. And you get it right. There it is. Don't touch it. <laughs> no, touch it again. All right, stand there. <laughs> right? You got to tune in. Tune in. Incline your ear. Just get it just right so you can hear what I'm saying to you. It's not good. We've got to posture ourselves to hear. And then we need to run after what we hear. Amen. In uh, Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. 
but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Then when? <laughs> when you don't let it depart from your mouth, when you meditate in it day and night, right? That, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. When you're doing all that is written, according to all that is written in it, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Who's responsible for this? Say it loud. Yeah, that's right. It's you because God's done the work already. He's done his part. Now you do your part. And he's like, I, I, got, I got power all day for that. I got resource all day for that. You know? I got deliverance all day for that. Who wants prosper, prosperity? Who wants good success? Well, the same people. Good. Praise the Lord. I want, I want all that for you too. I want God-like joy for you too. All of it. And so does Jesus. This is what we're doing here, by the way. This is it. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. I'm giving it to you. In John 12, 48. There's a lot of scripture today. As if there's not always a lot of scripture. John 12, 48 through 50. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation this time. Jesus says, but all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. They'll be judged by the truth I have spoken. And you've heard it, right? All right. I don't speak on my own authority. The father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. Jesus is being very clear, very, very specific. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. And that's a good model right there. I say whatever the Father tells me to say. I wonder. You know, like these sermons would be four minutes if you only said the things that God was telling you to say. <laughs> but I wonder how I'm like, that was a joke, people. <laughs> I know what that was. It's like, no, Pastor, keep it going. Do the whole thing. Dude, give us a full 45. Yeah, yeah. 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 Keep it moving. <laughs> so I say whatever the Father tells me to say. That means that we can have confidence in this one who is named the Word. This Jesus. Because he says, I'm only telling you what the Father has told me to tell you. In Luke 5. Are you at Luke 5? Did you find it yet? Yeah, you've been waiting for it. Alright, here we go. Luke 5. Now i got to break your heart a little bit because I'm not reading this out of the New King James, but you need to know where it is. Luke 5. I'm reading out of the Contemporary English version on this one. Sometimes you just got to find the right one that like puts it the right way. Yeah. You know? They're all saying the same thing, but the verbiage on this. News about Jesus kept spreading. Large crowds came to listen to him teach. How do you teach? You speak things and people... Hear them. That's right. Large crowds came to listen to him teach and to be healed of their diseases. Do you think that would draw a crowd? Yeah. It should. It should. The more truth we tell and the more miracles we see and, and speak out in testimony, the more people should come to the, the brightness of your shining. Isn't that right? Yep. Expect it. Verse 16 says, but Jesus would often go to some place where he could be alone and pray. But Jesus, our model, 
would often go, withdraw himself to some place where he could be alone and pray. Away from all the needs, all the wants, all the gimme gimme's. All the Lord, you see my sister not doing any work, not helping me. Tell her to help. Tell her to stop being lazy, sluggard. Anyone here the sluggard this week? Anyone love it? <laughs> you love it in like a weird way, in like a backwards sort of way. It's like, it hurts so good, right? <laughs> Sometimes love don't feel like a shit. <laughs> That's another old joke. All right. Hurts so good. Jesus would often go to some place where he could be alone and pray. Why? Because that relationship with the Father, he's got to know what to say. If he's only saying the things that God is telling him to say. He's got to hear that. And you see Jesus, he's always about it. He's running after what he's heard. Oh, that was fresh. He is running after what he's heard. That's good. All right, so now let's, let's go back. So Elijah came up on the mountain. Now before Elijah was on the mountain, Elijah was on the earth doing some things, right? And the prophets of Baal, remember that? Does anyone remember the prophets of Baal and Elijah going and confronting all this thing? And it's like, hey, maybe your God's asleep. Maybe he's on vacation. Maybe you should cut yourselves more and see, you know, maybe he'll wake up to your cries and your pleas then if he's so real, you know? Like Elijah had put some stank on it, you know? Like... Cut yourself some more? I, I would have never been that bold. Elijah had a certain spirit about him, right? Remember, he throws the man on Elisha and walks off? Yeah. What have I done to you? You know, this is the Lord's doing. This is not my idea, big boy. You know, do what you want. Go kiss your mom and dad. I don't care what you do, right? Okay, this, that Elijah is who we're talking about. And so he's, he comes on this big... The Lord will answer by fire, right? And he's like, pour some water on this offering when it's my turn. Pour some more water. Pour some more water on it. It's overflowing. Everything is all drenched and saturated in water, right? And the Lord's going to answer by fire. And what happens? He calls on the name of the real God that really hears us and really answers, right? We know that if he hears us, we have whatever we ask. It's like God's running after what he's heard. Come on. Fresh. Man, I wish I was smart enough to put this in my nose beforehand. Run after what you hear. Are you kidding me? Jesus, God the Father. Let's run after what we hear. Amen? Amen. So the Lord answers by fire. Boom. Fire licks up all that water. It is gone. The offering is gone. Burnt up because there is a real God he really heard the answer right then and there. So Elijah is like, yes, sir. Man, and faith and power for the hour, right? I don't know what he's doing, but he's probably doing this, you know? And um, immediately after this, though, he's like cowering because he's being threatened. He's like, I'm the only one and they're after me. You think you'd be riding high. Right? But no. He gets discouraged. Gets fearful. He didn't have this song. I'm no longer slave to fear. Right? He didn't have that song. He was getting down. Then God said to him, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. 
And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. That is some kind of wind, isn't it? That is some kind of wind. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Someone say, still, small voice. Has anyone heard this voice? You've heard this voice. And it doesn't have to be all flashy, right? And it's not neon. Eat at Joe's, right? It's, you, you know it on the inside. That's where he lives. That's where he's taking up residence in your body, this temple of the Lord. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. They've torn down your altars, and they've killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint all these guys. Listen to this. It's verse 15. Then the Lord said to him, go and not just anywhere, not just leave this place, right? Because God doesn't do that. Just go. I've only seen it one time ever and that's before anyone had anywhere to go. He told Abraham, go and I'll show you on the way. That's the one and only time and we need to be sensitive to that because don't just go away you need to be led to. Isn't that right? Led to something. God has a destiny. Otherwise, it's chaos and disorder. And you're out there with no covering. Right? This is a rabbit trail, but you have enough of that. Go. And then he says, where to go? Return on your way to Damascus, to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, so not only where to go, but what to do when you get there. When you arrive, anoint Hazael and Jehu and Elisha, right? So he does this. He ran after what he heard. He didn't be like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here a couple more weeks. And then I'll think about doing that, right? Remember Jonah ran the other way? The prophet of God heard from God, ran the other way. And what happened? Was it profitable for him? No. No. It was bad. I don't know. I get seasick on the top of a boat, right? Much less than the belly of a fish. Can you imagine? Well, you know what, this just came to me. We were down in the in the galley, is that what it's called? And we were on like a little, we, we what, what was it? It was like a pirate themed adventure, whatever. We went on vacation, it was awesome. And, uh, <laughs> but I didn't have a little patch. Anyone know about the patch? Thank God for the patch. Um, and it, it helps with motion sickness. And so I didn't have that. And we were eating on the water and, and not even outside. Now we're inside. And so this is my Jonah moment right here. And it was like, you know what? Good as this all is, I just, I got to get, I got to get back up there. You know, don't run. 
<laughs> Don't run from God because you might just find yourself in the belly of a fish for three days, right? Getting seasick, you know, as if it wasn't stinky enough in there. All right. Where am I? James 1, 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. I wanted to draw that out. Receive with meekness the implanted word of God. See, there's a humility and there's a strength under control in meekness. Receive the implanted word that way. Receive everything you've been hearing these past weeks. Receive it that way. And then look what the word goes on to say in verse 22. It says, but I love James. I was just talking to someone this morning about James. James is like the ultimate. I love the book of James. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Say, not hearers only. Not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. See, when you're a hearer only, you don't do it. You're deceiving yourself. You can't even blame anyone else for that. You're deceiving yourself. I heard. I'm not doing anything about it. I'm deceived. I'm deceived. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, and he goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Picture that for a second. You like. No. And it's like, what happened? What are you going to do all the whole time? Like, if you care, you're just going to, you, your life is going to be miserable and ruined. You're going to be so vain and narcissistic and looking out for yourself all the time. It's like, am I all right? Am I all right? Am I all right? Am I all right? What's, what's the deal with me, right? Because you have to go back to that mirror. Like, what we're supposed to do is not forget what we've heard, but go from glory to glory to glory. Not learn the same thing over and over and over again and not walk in it. Right. You should be eating meat by this time, but you're still on milk. Right? Yeah. Isn't that in the Bible? Yeah. Same Bible we're preaching out of, right? Yeah. We can't just... Go. You know what? Milk's enough. Forever. Milk is not enough forever. You gotta wean yourself off that milk. You know why? Because there's meat, man. <laughs> Meat's delicious. Right? Like parfaits. Parfaits is delicious. Alright? But meat... We gotta get some meat. Alright. If anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. I'm telling you all these things, so you will be blessed. Jesus, the Word, ensured that we had everything we need for life and godliness in this book so we can be blessed. Jesus wants you blessed. And we talk about the blessing of God here unashamedly. Isn't that right? We're not ashamed to be blessed people of God. We're not ashamed that we get healing and other people don't. We're not ashamed of it. We're not ashamed that we get provision, that we get raises, that we get bonuses, that we get benefits, that we get promotions, all that. We're not ashamed of it. We're not ashamed that, that babies are starting to be born from people that doctors said never going to have a baby. We're not ashamed of it. Right? Amen. Jesus said, whoever's ashamed of me and my word, I will be ashamed of him before my father. We're not ashamed. That's the power of God working in us. It's nothing to be ashamed about. 
We just declare it. Revelation 3. I know you've been waiting this whole time. Revelation 3, verse 20. Tell me when you're there. Revelation 3. I've been there the whole time. All right. Revelation 3, 20. Who's speaking? Jesus. Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Maybe you thought, I never hear anything. I would ask you, how much time are you spending with the word? Don't hear this like, how many pages of your Bible did you read? You know, it's not that. It's not all checklisty, right? I'm not a Pharisee up here. This is not legalism. I talk about relationship. How much attention are you giving to the Word? If you want to hear God, He wants you to hear Him. If you want to hear Him, how much attention are you giving to the Word? How much time are you investing yourself? Are you inclining? Are you posturing yourself to like, yeah, I'm just tuned just right to hear. I've, just like Jesus, I've gone away from all the distraction and I've gotten alone with God. I'm talking about this becoming alive and real and precious. The word received with meekness, implanted, it's in there. That's how you start hearing God. And in OSL, the testimony of many is like, I never heard God until I took OSL and I started hearing from God. Praise the Lord. I mean, it's all over the place. That's a rampant testimony. We build solid lives here. And how do we do it? On the Word. Whoever comes to me, hears my sayings, Jesus says, and does them. It's not a forgetful hearer only, but it's a doer, right? Is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock of Jesus. Jesus saying, Behold, I stand at the door of your life and knock. This is Jesus, by the way. However long you've been alive. Every day since. Still knocking. Right? And then whenever you open up the door, he gets to stop knocking and he gets to come in and dine with you. Now you can embrace and receive all the benefits and blessings. All the God-like joy. All of the destiny and purpose and what you've been created for. But I got to tell you, there's no magic bullet apart from spending time with the Lord the more sure word of prophecy. And I will confess to you, like I have before, so you don't think that this is just, you know, certain people are anointed, you know, to have an interest in the Bible. I don't think that's true. I think we all decide to give ourselves to it. And when we do, the Lord flips the switch, and it's like, oh, remember in Hook, there you are, Peter. Remember? Oh, there you are, Jesus. I didn't see you. I've studied for messages. And I just studied. 
but I wasn't coming to him for relationship. And you can miss him. I've memorized scripture because it was the right thing to do. And I was a Christian after all, right? And you miss Jesus. Until you say, yeah, I need to give this word some attention. I need to spend time with the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The word is Jesus. And he's found in every page. And he's found in prayer. So I'm talking. Run after what you hear. Run after it. Don't be casual. If, if anyone would even be so bold as to say, no more casual living. Intentional. That's all right. I asked Pastor Jennifer to bring us into a commitment time with this. She has a way of just bringing us right there. Let's do it. Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. That we, through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures, scripture gives us patience, it gives us comfort. The word of God, Jesus, who is in every page. For whatever things were written, were written before, were written before, were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. It is through the word of God that we are able to have hope. And so when we come to Jesus, when we come to the word of God and spend time with him, we can expect to receive hope. In this beautiful relationship that Jesus wants to have with us. And he's talking all the time. He's standing at the door knocking. Can you imagine talking to the back of someone's head and they never turn around and acknowledge you? Isn't that kind of what it's like for Jesus? He's standing at the door knocking. And if we don't turn around and acknowledge him, he's just talking to the back of our head. But still, he persists. He stands there and he knocks. He's not giving up on you. Amen. His love is tremendous. It is overwhelming. It is never ending. And he has given us this entire written word that we get to carry in our hand, that we get to carry in our pocket on our phone with us every day, wherever we go. I get Jesus right here. Like he is in me, he's living, but it's like I get his word too. So when I open it up to read, I can expect comfort. I can expect hope from this word that he has given us. So let's come to Jesus. Read his word, hear him, do what he says, and enter into the relationship that he longs for with us. Jesus longs for this relationship with you. So if you have not yet committed your life to him, If you have not yet said, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to make my decisions. I surrender to you and the beautiful plan that you have for my life. 
and I follow you and I let you make those decisions and I go where you say to go. I want you to do that today. I want you to let him be Lord, to let him love you. And I want you to join this family that I am a part of. So if that is you today, we're going to pray and we're going to pray together. But I want you to raise your hand. I want you to acknowledge Jesus. And to not have any shame or any embarrassment or anybody's turning around and looking at me or looking forward at me. But Jesus, I'm calling on you and I need you and I'm surrendering to you. So let's pray together. Jesus, we love you and we thank you that you're with us. God, we thank you that you sent Jesus to the cross to die for us. I thank you that you made every perfect provision to bring us back to you. You said that we are created in your image. And I thank you that you would take that care to create us in your image. Every single person in this world, whether they're following you today or not, they are created in your image and you see them as you have created them. And you see every person here today who is, you have created exactly as you've created them and all of the truth and none of the lies. So let's all pray this together. If you are calling on Jesus today as Lord of your life, raise your hand, look up to him, call out to him. Jesus, I thank you for the life that you give me. I call on you today as the Lord of my life. The one who makes my decisions. The one that I follow after. I love you. And I trust you with my life. And Father, I thank you for Jesus. For coming after me. And getting me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if today you have prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you have prayed it again because you have walked away, you count it as your redemption. You count it as you're coming back into this family, and you believe that every promise that you read as you come to Jesus in his word, as we've talked about today, is true and it's for you. And all of you who have already done that, we've told you over and over to do it. To believe the word of God. To come to Jesus, to hear his sayings, and to do them. God is so good to come after us. To give us his written word. To give us hope. So as we go today, let us go knowing that when we open up the word, we are going to expect to receive hope. We're going to expect to hear God. Because we heard today all of the proof. That Jesus is standing at the door knocking. He is standing there every single day talking to you. So when you open up the Bible, just expect that you're going to hear one thing. Expect it. He's there talking to you as his daughter and as your son. And has a special word that is just for you. 
And all you have to do is open up his word, incline your ear, and listen and let him speak to you. I'd like the prayer team to come up as we finish up service. If there is a special need that you want us to partner with you in prayer on today, I want you to come forward and let the prayer team pray with you. Sometimes, sometimes it is important that we call the elders of the church to pray with us and to pray in faith. So if you need prayer for anything, come up at any point to receive prayer. Let's stand up together. We're going to finish strong because God is good and he is with us and he is on our side. So let's say this together. God, God, you are good good. and your mercies endure forever and your mercies are new every morning. So every day, as I come to you, as I come to your word, I am ready to hear you. And I am ready to do what you tell me to do. Amen. Amen.